dear ones. You're listening to the What God Is Not podcast with Father Michael O'Loughlin and Sister Natalia. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to him forever, <laughs> Father. I'm assuming that you were laughing at Jesus during prayer. <laughs> Father Michael, that was, t- that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I just, it was so funny. I actually, honestly, when it first happened, I was, I was kind of wish glad that there wasn't a video, but now I wish I could actually see it. So I was, I'm late. So we might have to make this podcast short. Color me because surprised. I was no, doing, we can make mine short. I, I intentionally okay. made one that we can make short. I was doing Jesus things. I was helping with a, I promised this actually. I was, I was doing a pastoral situation mm-hmm. that, that demanded my attention and I knew. So then I had to run out and get coffee. So I started the squad cast the, the medium that we use or so we can see each other while we talk and record. And then I had to run out and go make coffee. And then I just, as I'm talking again to someone who needed a little bit of feedback while I'm, my coffee is being made, I feel my pocket vibrating a look and all I see is a, a text from sister that goes, bruh, like <laughs> in big letters. So then I was like, oh, okay, I need to get back. And then I came running back. Thank God set my running. coffee down before I tried to sit down or that would have been horrible. And uh, I, I, I sit on a, on a chair that rolls. And so I kind of got a running start to the chair and then just kept on going <laughs> so, right off the chair. So all I see, all I see is, is your face come across the screen real quick and then it just continues. And then I see your leg come up and it just was like, it was the funniest. I was in tears. I was laughing. You know what's bad? I didn't even ask if you were okay. Um, you did not. I'm this real, is true. I, I'm only realizing that right now, but it was just so funny. It was so funny. Oh, I get it. I get it. It was funny. Like it was oh. after I got up, I thought I was like that. That, that must have been pretty funny. Just because like you only see this little square <laughs> yes, of where I am. Exactly. Yeah, it's like FaceTime, but yeah. All right. Oh. What are we talking about today? This is your topic. Oh, my topic. Yeah. We have a we have an audience of one though. Again. You need to uh, so Olivia. You need to if you if you if you get married. I was thinking today that you you need to marry a guy with a. And I'm sorry, I'm out of brothers, but you need to marry a guy with an O last name. So it could be Olivia O'Brien or something like that. <laughs> Alliteration and last name is first and last name. I think is well, pretty cool. I like my current initials though. Okay is pretty good. Ah, you, know? yeah. you don't have a middle name. Um, it starts with a K. Awesome. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, intern Olivia is just here for a couple of days, and so she's sitting in on the two episodes we're recording today. We're recording two episodes today. On Wednesday, we have two podcast meetings, and on Thursday, we have spiritual direction. Do you want to tell the listeners what you said um, when I told you that yesterday? I said, "What a what a wonderful week it's going to be!" I I look forward to to talking with Sister Natalia so much. And really, because the more what, the better. What I remember you saying is something like that. So it's going to be a week of penance. Well, <laughs> I guess we are in a fast. That's what you actually said. Yeah, but like I was telling you earlier, I think little jabs. <gasps> that's not the mug that Pauline sent you, is it? No, I I listen to people's requests when they send me gifts. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't opened it; it's still under the Christmas tree. So, so Pauline Mir, I think we talked about this last time, but Pauline Mir sent me, sent me a mug that I opened because it didn't say Pauline Mir on it. Did she tell you that she was sending you something and you were getting something from Shutterfly? D- does that ever work in my life? <laughs> Where people tell, like tell me something. Remember, I'm sending you something. If it's if it's more than like ten minutes away, yes. But okay, um, yeah. Um, sorry, that was a total perla. So she um, sent you something. Yes. Who? Uh, Pauline. Yeah. Yeah, and I You're I opened just it. Telling this. She she did say she did say that she was uh she was sending me something from Shutterfly, and that's why I should have like she she covered all of her bases. She did well. I just <laughs> I just kind of forgot if she said to wait until Christmas. I forgot. I'm on I'm on new new calendar Christmas, thirteen days ahead. <laughs> there's Gregorian, Julian, and then there's the Perlaite, ADD, impatient Father Michael. I want to open my presents right now calendar. And that's just Christmas whenever. Every day. 
Well, no, this is not the mug from Pauline um, okay. because these are not pictures of you, which is what I'm assuming is on my mug since your mug has pictures of me. Um, Those are pictures of Jesus. Yeah, well, some of them. Um, this is a, it says gone painting. You know how they have like gone fishing things? Uh, okay. Um, and it's, it was maybe a Christmas gift last year for Mother Eliana um, because these are all icons that she wrote. Nice. So it's pictures of the icons that she wrote. And there are a lot. I just discovered, I thought I thought I had two mugs. And I didn't need any more than two. Like as, as a, I only need two mugs because I'll, I'll drink one and I'll wash one. And if I wait 24 hours to wash the other one, then I'm fine. But then I acquired like three more in my new house. So my new house is the little guest house here on the property. And so <laughs> it had nothing. So when I moved over there, there was, I moved a bed over there and literally there was nothing else in the house. It was completely mm-hmm. empty. So I stole from this rectory where Father Nathan is now, I stole like two spoons, two forks, two glasses, two mugs, two plates, two bowls, like just everything I would need. I thought, well, this will make me do dishes on time. And then I think I acquired three or four more mugs that I just stole from his house again or stole from the church, whatever. And then um, Antonia, shout out to Antonia, um, is has been the, the rectory cleaner for like probably... 20 years here. Hmm. So so she comes over every other week and she cleans. So then she's totally like a mom. She'll come Isn't and she'll Isn't she there put, right now? Yeah, she's here right now. So so she's over probably at my house right now. So she hmm. literally will put things where they should go. Like not where I <laughs> not where I would put them, but where they should go. So for me, I'll my dishwasher doesn't work. So I bought one of those pads that you put on the counter that you can just like it's kind of thick and mm-hmm. so if you, you know, wash something and you put it on there to dry. And I love it because I just keep everything on the pad. Like I don't put anything away in drawers. But when Antonia comes, all of a sudden like everything's in drawers or in cabinets. And I thought, I was like, man, I lost a bunch of mugs. Because I'm only looking at the pad. And then just yesterday, I, I for some reason, opened up a cabinet. Oh, I know what I was looking for. Um, the girls, Father Nathan's daughters, were asking about um, marshmallow roasting sticks. And I was like, oh, I have some. And I'm looking everywhere. Couldn't find them. Anyway, they stole those from me. So those were in the other rectory. This, we just steal stuff from each other. But um, I was looking and I was like, oh, Antonia's literally like put mugs and plates and things like in a cabinet where you would put these things. I just never looked. So it's like bachelor life over there where it's me in a house with no furniture yet there was some's coming we're getting some anyway so why, why was I saying that oh so I'm discovering mugs like that I forgot I had and mm-hmm. one of them has a bunch of dogs I have no idea whose it is it's just a shutterfly mug with dogs on it with a dog I'm like oh where'd I get this no idea <laughs> somebody else's dog they're probably missing this mug immensely and here I am like eh. if you listen to this podcast and you're missing your shutterfly dog and mug I know and it's really bad because the dog has as much gray in his beard as I do so I'm like that dog is probably old it it might have died somebody somebody might have made that mug for them to like mourn their dead dog and here I am like they stole it from somewhere <laughs> or someone might have lent it to me and they're like yeah Father Michael like took our, our favorite mug and just hasn't given it back yet and they're, they're too embarrassed like Father can we have that mug back please it's like our dead dog <laughs> anyway <laughs> I knew Not this gonna... was going to be a weird day because the messages you sent me earlier today I was like he's in a mood I am drinking coffee though so it's not it's not my that's good because I got a complaint my... yesterday from um, Perla. Did you know about this? She complained, no. her and Jen were um, messaging me about the podcast. And So Jen and Perla are two of my former parishioners in Denver and also two of Sister Natalia's former parishioners, co-parishioners, yes. fellow laywomen. Um, but we still have a group message going on, the three of us, which is really great. I just yeah, I get them. screenshots from that every once in a while from Perla. If, you, <laughs> if, you're making, if you're making fun of me. Like what was the most recent one? I look like Fred Durst. Yeah, that's what Jen was saying. And then she sent a picture and I was like, you totally do. Look at that. It totally does. <laughs> <laughs> oh Can't stay gosh. silent. Um, you guys are way too young for Fred Durst. Were you guys even alive I've, yet? I have no idea who he is. No, I have no idea who oh. he is. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Um, but uh, Perla said something. Um, what did she say? I don't remember. Oh, that might have been in a private message. That might not have been Jen and me. Anyways, she was just saying that you um, you need to stop not drinking coffee before podcasting. I need to. Oh yeah, I really do need to. Uh, she was like, he was crazy. Yeah, I know that was because well, Pearl is so beautifully honest. I think this is well. This is my second coffee of the day, but Fred Durst was was the leader of a band called Limp Biscuit. Oh. In the day. 
they okay. they had that one song. Oh, I should have turned the phone off. Anyway, yep. They had that one song. I do it all for the, and and it got really really big, and so I, I wrote back and I said, um, I do it all for the theato for the theo theosisi. <laughs> it was a horrible attempt at being funny. Absolutely horrible. Maybe Steve needs to edit that because out because that wasn't. Yeah. I, I don't think, you know, I, when, when Perlis sent me the screenshot of your guys' conversation. So he, he had a song called I Do It All for the Nookie, which refers to the uh, sexual act. And, um, and so he does everything for that. So I was saying, since I'm, since I'm celibate <laughs> and, and, uh, and a priest, I do everything for theosis, which means union with God. Steve. Oh, you guys are... Steve. <laughs> 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 What's the uh, what's another way of putting it? The um, the uh, the sasa, uh, sasa boy girl stuff. <laughs> Shout out to Father Jack Custer. He would not say the world's word sex in class. He'd always go. Um, so there, uh, the uh, 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 boy girl stuff. <laughs> and I would laugh every time. I'm like, oh my gosh, he does that like every other class, and I still laugh every single time. I need to clarify um, because I I was incorrect. It wasn't Perla who said it. It was Jen. <laughs> who, who said what? Like that I need, need to, to yeah, make sure she I drink said, coffee. She said he needs to stop abstaining from coffee before recording. <laughs> yeah. She sent um, me something. Oh, oh, she sent me. Uh, Jen sent me a text while we were recording last time. I think I told you that commenting uh-huh. on on my my Dodger beads on my choky that you made me mm-hmm. because she's from the L.A. area. Yeah, I think she's from San Bernardino. That's not. She's gonna be so upset. <laughs> That's why I did it. This whole this whole <laughs> ten minutes of banter is just gonna upset Perla and Jen, and no one else is interested in it. And we need to move on. Let's it's get really. into the holy things for the holy. Okay. okay. So we are doing a walkthrough of the divine liturgy when we actually get our act together, and we wait. Just... I need to give a shout out. Go ahead. Shout out to a man named Bryden, who's a big fan, and I'm friends with. Um, a friend of his wife's. That's the and you're, and you're pronouncing his name correctly? I hope so. It's not Braden. It's B-R-Y-D-E-N. There's no okay. A in it. I would say Bryden, wouldn't you say that? Yeah, I think that's right. Cool, I'll believe Father you. Michael disagrees. All right. Um, okay, now can I move on? Yes, please continue. Holy things. All right, holy, holy things people. to the holy. Um, so... That's the old translation system. Oh, sorry. You're too young. In our Ruthenian church, is now holy things for the holy. Which yes. I, which we are talking about today, actually, because I'm going to try to get through the whole thing if we haven't pantered too long. Okay. Um, so we are, we just finished up the epiclesis. So we, we now know that what we have is the Eucharist um, because we just finished up the, the, uh, the calling down of the Holy Spirit upon the gifts. I talked about that last time. And so we, the last part we finished up, I hope, I believe, was the celebrant says, for, that, for those who partake of them, namely these gifts, they may bring about a spirit of vigilance, the remission of sins, the communion of your Holy Spirit, the fullness of the heavenly kingdom, and confidence in you, not judgment or condemnation. And then there's a pause and it says, the red, the, the rubrics, the celebrant can celebrate and deacon together make a profound bow. And that, that's, that profound bow is again, acknowledging a, a transition now in the divine liturgy, um, but, but also the acknowledgement that, that what we have in front of us, we don't know when exactly, as we talked about before, we don't know when, when exactly the bread and wine became the body and blood of Christ, but we do know that now it is the body and blood of Christ. Um, so I just, uh, and something that struck me when I was reading that, Everything I don't I don't I don't know if we talked about this earlier, but everything the the conversation between the celebrant and and God is directed at God the Father. So the divine liturgy is a prayer to God the Father, because in a way, as St. John Chrysostom says, the priest stands in the place of Christ. So the the liturgy is is an offering of humanity um in order to enact the new covenant. So the old covenant um, as St. Paul is so eloquent to say, was was like a guardian. So there was, the, the old covenant was there to guard us until the Messiah, the anointed one, the savior came. And so when the savior came, now, now the the true offering of of the new covenant, the new Testament, the, this, this eternal covenant established by Jesus Christ, all the covenants of the old Testament, um, we men broke. God always kept 
the covenant, men always broke it. This one, it will never be broken because it was perfectly established by a man, the man Jesus Christ. And since that man was also perfectly God, therefore it's eternal and 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 it's it's done perfectly. Um, so the the priest. In, in a sense, stands in the place of Jesus when, when this, this offering of a man, Jesus Christ, to God the Father to enact the eternal new covenant is happening eternally in heaven now since the body of Christ and Christ is up there with a the human body, with his human body. Um, so we, we are in that place and we are, are participating in that sacrifice, that offering that is happening eternally in heaven, in, in eternity. And so just the one line, because since I kind of started at a weird place, that for those who partake of them, these gifts, the Eucharist, they may bring about a spirit of vigilance, the remission of sins, the communion of your Holy Spirit. So all of this is a conversation with God. And, and I, I think that that's one of the, one of the tragedies of, of our human, you know, speaking of ADD and squirrels and such, like we, we, the benefit that we have in the divine liturgy. I mean, these words, people, we should, we should, be willing to sacrifice everything for one divine liturgy mm-hmm. because of the the in, immensity of the intimacy that we have with Jesus Christ and the intimacy we have with God the Father and the intimacy we have with the Holy Spirit, like the intimacy with God that we have in one divine liturgy. And yet it's just it, so many people, including priests, and I can tell this because I'm a priest, just we we don't understand that, and we go through so much of the liturgy, reading words and not thinking through them, and not actually making it prayer. And as I've said before, God is patient. God is is very very patient, and he, He's going to help us to grow and to get better at that. But um, just just that one, Your Holy Spirit. You know, we have this. What we're about were these mysteries, these gifts, are for you know vigilance. Therefore, remission of sins. When we receive that, we receive a spirit of vigilance. When we receive them, we receive the remission of our sins. When we receive them, we receive communion, union with your Holy Spirit. So we're, we're kind of talking about the benefits of what the Eucharist are, but we're also still talking to God. We're not just kind of reminding ourselves what these benefits are. We're reminding ourselves in the context of a prayer to God the Father. We also you know, receive, go ahead, please. I, I just like that that's, um, that reminds me very much of the Thanksgiving prayer after communion that that is often prayed by by parishes um, after the Divine Liturgy, the mm-hmm. one written by Saint Basil the Great, mm-hmm. um, that that prayer that you're reciting right now reminds me very much of that Thanksgiving prayer in which he's. Do you have it right in front of you? Um, um, I can. <clears throat> it's page ninety five. Um, that was numbers you know numbers like stick in my head I still know the password to your phone after all of these years I gotta change it before I see you again Um, you changed it by adding two numbers at the end but I know those as well Um, anyways please don't change it Um, sometimes I take your phone and message people well the Um, the reason the reason why I don't want to change it is because it has it has spiritual significance it does it does. And so like, I don't want to, if I change it just so that you can't, you know, take funny pictures of you and your sisters and put them on my background, then, uh, then I'll be losing the spiritual significance. So I just need to hide my phone from you all the time. I mean, there are number like seven is not in it and that's a very spiritually significant number. You're giving it away. No, I'm not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, the, so yeah, page 95, um, the prayer, his Thanksgiving prayer, just, I think like it encapsulates a lot of the things we're thanking God for giving us the same things that in this prayer we're saying yeah. we're going to receive. Um, yeah. and same thing. It's, it's not just a reminder to us. It's all, it's a Thanksgiving prayer to God. Um, Yep, grant so, that they may bring about the healing of my soul and body, mm-hmm. the defeat of every enemy, the enlightenment of the eyes of my heart, the calming of my thoughts, thoughts and, emotions. and emotions. That's a good one. A mm-hmm. faith that not, cannot be confounded, oh, a love that does not pretend. That's my favorite one. Me too. A wisdom that overflows and the full observance of your commandments, the increase of divine grace and the citizenship in your kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the and that things. that citizenship in your kingdom part is that union that we're praying with in this prayer mm-hmm. um, as well. So that's just cool. Yeah, a love that does not pretend is not it, that one's my favorite too. Mm. That's my favorite part of that prayer. All right. So then after that, the priest bows. We now have in front of us the the blessed sacrament. And by the way, this is a. I learned this. I didn't learn this in seminary, but I learned it since then. That some traditions, which is now the one I observe, when the priest blesses the incense, 
he says, blessed is our God always now and ever and forever. Amen. So um, in, in the, I know that in the Roman tradition, the priest, the celebrant, I think, I guess the deacon, if he's doing it, will put the incense onto the charcoal. So that, that that's kind of, it's it's their role. It's not the server's role to put the incense on the charcoal. It's the priest or the deacon's role. Mm-hmm. In the Byzantine tradition, the server puts it on, but the priest blesses it. So he's kind of blessing the the incense, blessing the smoke, blessing the, the manifestation of this sacramental, the smoke that's coming out. Um, but I was told um, that before... So up until this part of the divine liturgy, whenever the priest blesses the incense before using it and sensing with it, he says, blessed is our God always now and ever and forever, amen. He blesses it and he blesses it with his hand and he says those words. Whereas after, if the Eucharist is present and Jesus is present, then he doesn't say the words anymore. Hmm. He makes the motion with his hand, but he doesn't say the words. And I'm not quite sure why, but I love that because it makes the priest behave differently. So how many times do I bless the incense during the liturgy? But I have to remind myself, is is Jesus here in the Eucharist or not? Because if he is here in the Eucharist, then I don't say those words. I still bless it with my hand, but I don't say the words. And so it's another little reminder of that big change that happens before the anaphora or after the anaphora when Jesus is present or not. So anyway, at this point, the celebrant takes a censer um, and uh, incense is just backwards and forwards and he commemorates all the dead. Is that allowed? Like, are you still following the rubrics by doing that? By doing what? By not saying the word. When you it, bless the it incense. It says here, the celebrant takes the censer and incense. It doesn't even say he blesses it. Okay. But, but sure. I mean, well, I think we just, we just know that, that that's what you do. But this was, this was Father Robert Pipta. Shout out to Father Robert Pipta, who's now the rector of the seminary's sister. And he told me. So <laughs> what's, what's bound in earth is bound in heaven. Stop judging. I'm just making, I'm not judging. I'm just making sure. Uh, you kind of are. I'm not. I kind of am. <laughs> Scrupulous much? Just kidding. <laughs> I, I don't want to like do little jabs of you because I'm your spiritual father. I don't want to like- You're use... just like calling out my actual exactly. spiritual problems. All, 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 your, all, your, all your issues. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. So um, he senses and then he says, moreover, we offer you this spiritual sacrifice for those departed in the faith. So in other words, the, the, now um, we are acknowledging prayerfully that, that the benefits of this Eucharist is not just me. So I, I mentioned earlier the benefits that are vigilance, remission of sins, communion of the Holy Spirit, fullness of the heavenly kingdom, confidence in you, not judgment or condemnation. I, 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 can, I know that doesn't only mean me personally, but it can. I mean, I, I can interpret that as being, here's the benefits for me. And then though, we, we, we start talking about it's not only beneficial for those who are present. This is also this this Eucharist we just celebrated. This sacrifice of praise um, is also beneficial to those who are dead. So, it's, so those who are who are um, you know we don't know if they're in heaven or hell or in purgation. So we're gonna we're gonna pray for them. So, um, but this is the thing: the the dead that we don't know where they are comes secondary. This is this is can be slightly scandalous to you, you scholastic Roman Catholics who are listening. But um, but the priest literally says, "We offer you this spiritual sacrifices for those who are departed in the faith." And then he mentions um, both those who we don't know where they are and those who we do, those mm-hmm. who we know are in heaven. The forefathers, fathers, patriarchs, prophets, apostles, preachers, evangelists, martyrs, confessors, ascetics, for every just spirit brought to perfection in the faith especially for our most holy, most pure, most blessed and glorious lady, the Theotokos and ever Virgin Mary. So literally what we are saying, and, and the, the divine liturgy of Basil is a little bit different, but this one, um, the language, and, and this, is, this is true, that, that, that we, the mother of God who is in perfection, who is the most pure, etc. right? Most holy, most pure, most blessed, glorious lady. So she's in perfection. We know she's in heaven. That, that's a dogma of the church, the teaching of the church. And this divine liturgy still benefits her somehow, just like it benefits those we don't know where they are and it benefits us, it also benefits her. Now, what does that mean? Because perfection in this, in this understanding is a dynamic perfection. In other words, it's not a, a static perfection. The perfection isn't um, 
the way we're explaining it here, and and again, I'm this isn't this is not going against a Western understanding, even though they are different. They're 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 quite different, but it's not going against. It's just saying we we, we are rejecting a static perfection, and so the the ongoing sacrifice of Christ and our participation in that is of benefit to the Mother of God and all of these saints, the martyrs of every class. It is of benefit to them because. The uh, the the understanding of eternity is that I think we can say we are always for all eternity growing closer to Christ, mm-hmm. and this fits with the Eastern view of essence and energies. So um, the the <clears throat> essence of God we we will never fully comprehend. The saints who are in heaven will still never completely comprehend God essence. They they will never be able to see what makes God God. They they can never God is always uncircumscribable. You cannot call I'll go all the way around it. This fits very well with 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 our with our the title of our podcast meaning apophatic theology, you know, what God is will never be fully understood by us. But that does not mean that he's not sharing everything with us. It does not mean that 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 God reveals himself to us completely. It's just he's the, the creator, we're, we're creatures, and that there is a certain mystery that we there will always be. So uh, with that in mind, that there's not a time when God says, okay, now I've shared everything with you. Again, we're using temporal language here, the language of time, because that's all we know. Mm-hmm. Um, heaven is going to be other than that, but it's, it's all we know. So there, there's never going to be a time when God's like, okay, now you know all of me. I've shared everything with you. You know, the, the, uh, God cannot, God's, God's being cannot be exhausted. We, so we will, in a sense, always be growing closer to him. Again, that, that's using language of time and space. That's all we can use. So it's, this isn't it. It's bigger than this. Um, but in, in that sense, so we can say that this liturgy, because it is good and it is of God and it's the offering of Jesus Christ to his father. Um, so this is also benefiting all the saints, even the mother of God. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's great. Okay. Thank you. You're doing really good. Doing really well. <laughs> Virtual head bat. Okay. Um, so then after this, and then the people start singing the hymn to the Theotokos. Um, it is truly proper to glorify you, O Theotokos, etc. Or the, uh, the, if there's a... Um, Irmos of the feast. So if, if it's a big feast, there's another, a different hymn to the mother of God. But the priest is just commemorating the mother of God. And so the people sing the hymn to the mother of God. While, while he's doing this, um, the, uh, the priest says quietly, I'm, I'm, I'm sharing all the secrets here. The priest says quietly, um, he starts commemorating the other saints. So he just commemorated the mother of God. And now he says, for the holy prophet, forerunner, Baptist John, for the holy, glorious, illustrious apostles. Then you say for the holy and you insert the saint of the day whose memory we celebrate, and for all your saints, through whose prayers, O God, watch over us. Then he continues, remember as well all those who have fallen asleep before us in the hope of the resurrection to eternal life. And at this point, the priest mentions any of the deceased that he wants to mention. Um, mm. So you always, like if the divine liturgy is for someone who's deceased, this is where you insert that name, but you can also insert more. So I have my whole litany. Um, Sandy, Marty, I got to think. Remember as well those who have fallen asleep before us and hope of the resurrection and return life. Sandy, Nordy, Margaret. Oh, man. See, I, I, in the context of the divine liturgy, I always have it. <laughs> what is that? It's an awkward turtle. Oh, awkward turtle. Okay, yeah, I get it. Sorry. <laughs> I, remember all those who have fallen asleep and before us. In the hope of the resurrection of Sandy, Nordy, Vincent, Marguerite, Ernest, Deacon, Andrew, Anthony, Timothy, Gregory, Patrick, Art, Jean, uh, Shad, Rona, Raymond, Bishop Gerald, Father Mel, and then I have Nancy, Michael. Anyway, there's a, there's a few more from this parish. So I mentioned all those deceased and every single divine liturgy. And then you continue and grant them rest where the light of your face watches over them. Then he continues, Moreover, we pray you, O Lord, remember the entire episcopate of true believers who faithfully impart the word of your truth, the entire presbyterate, the diaconate in Christ and every holy order. We further offer you the spiritual sacrifice for the whole world, for the holy Catholic apostolic church, for those who live in purity and holiness, for our government and all in the service of our country. Let them govern in peace, O Lord, that in their tranquility, we may lead a calm and quiet life in all piety and holiness. So the priest says all of that while the people are singing the hymn to the mother of God. 
Mm. So you got to do it kind of quickly. Unless it's the earmos and magnification because then you have plenty more time. So you can go <laughs> more slowly. But thank God I'm a fast talker, as all of you know. I'm having a really, I'm having a really hard time not picturing you <laughs> falling out of the chair. <laughs> Your brain so, goes back to these things, like the like the Mary Egypt thing last time. I know it's, yeah, I know. I'm really easily distracted, cowboy, like all the time. Okay. Do you have any reflections on that, sister? No. I need you to have more reflections. So That's not a monologue. I've been saying a lot of things. As your spiritual I said the father, thing. I need you to have deeper thoughts. I, oh. I, I, I need you to. Uh, I need you to listen right. to Jesus more and actually have some thoughts about what I'm saying here. Okay, I, I'll have some thoughts to share with you afterward <laughs> in recording. <laughs> and Olivia, if you have anything as well, jump in. I'll let you know. All right. Cool. All right, and so then after that, then the the priest comes in and then he commemorates um, the living. So he just commemorated all the dead and, and then um, a bit of the living right before that was silently. Now he commemorates some of the living out loud. Among the first, O Lord, remember our Holy Father, Francis, Pope of Rome, our most reverend Metropolitan William, our God-loving Bishop John. Preserve them for your holy churches in peace, safety, honor, and health for many years as they faithfully impart the word of your truth. So in other words, our, our hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And I always emphasize that one, honor. Preserve them in <laughs> honor. Because right now... Um, Bishops are having a hard time, and uh, many bishops deserve having a hard time, and some don't. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's that that prayer that they continue to serve with honor. Um, those who are not serving with honor, that they change. Those who are serving with honor, that that's recognized and uh, and maintains. You know, I've always wondered what um, I'm speaking, so that it's not a monologue. You're welcome. Um, Thank you. You've switched what you're drinking, and it's not Lacroix. I'm drinking both still, but it's not Lacroix. I'm, this is my my supposed French ancestors. Mm. I'm drinking Perrier strawberry because somebody gave it, and and I thought I had some French in me. I don't. Okay, it was a good story. <laughs> and, 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 Ancestry.com <laughs> proved that who I thought was family was not. Um, that was my couple generations story as well. That's why you stopped. Is that why you tried to stop me so I wouldn't embarrass myself and put no. shame on my family? Okay, never mind. No. Go ahead then. Okay. Um, <laughs> Um, the I've always wondered. So, some of the translations, the translation we have now is our God-loving Bishop. Yes. Um, the old translation, or maybe just a different, like a different uh, church. I'm not sure. Is the Bishop whom God loves? That was a translation that was about that lasted about a year and was an experimental translation. Interesting. So during that time, some of our, our Ruthenian books, when I was in seminary for about a year, we used that translation. Okay. And it's just, and, and then it was, it was rejected. Okay. So, so, but some books in that time were, were, were printed for private use with that translation. Our bishop mm-hmm. whom, our, whom God loves. So um, I don't know the details behind our, the translators of our liturgy generally used the Greek and the, and the Slavonic and used them both and probably some Russian as well, and just kind of brought in all the different translations mm-hmm. um, and, and then translated our English from those. Um, so obviously probably one of those translations is pretty easily translated um, whom God loves. In other words, it's, it's, it's not the fact that he loves God, it's that he is beloved of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, pro- I don't know the story, I'm just literally saying this as I go, so I probably didn't say it, but I, I bet that was just one church at one point that thought it's, thought that it, it's, it's, it's better to say that God loves them because we know that mm-hmm. than to say that they love God, which we, we really hope, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm sure most do, but we don't know. Um, sure. But, but in, in the end, it won out our God-loving bishop. Okay. Yeah. And then we continue, we expand it even further. So we, we commemorate those who are dead and then those who are alive, and now we commemorate... Um, this city that we dwell in, every city, community, faithful living in them. We commemorate those who travel. Or by, monastery. Uh, or, or, or monastery or village. You left village out, sister. Um, or you village. left village out. I'm just kidding. If, if you're, if you're going to call me out for missing monastery, you should call me out for missing everything, including village. Um, anyway, ongoing. I'm more self-focused than that. Those, those who bring offerings, perform good deeds in your holy churches, those who remember the poor, upon all of us send down your mercy. So in other words, the, the benefits of the Eucharist that is now in front of us, the body and blood of Christ is now there. And we're kind of 
asking, we're, we're remembering, we're calling to mind all the things that this Eucharist benefits. And notice we've gone through like everybody, you know, mm-hmm. the, the whole world, all of us, all the saints in heaven, all the saints in purgation. We just like this affects everything and everybody. And at this point, we're kind of saying thank you and praise you and remembering all of these things. And then at this point is when the priest says the names um, either quietly or out loud of the, if the divine liturgy is for someone who's living. So if the divine liturgy is for someone who's dead, it was done silently earlier. If the divine liturgy is for someone who's living, it's done here. And this is like the most important place to put it. Some priests will put it in the great entrance. Some priests will put it in the, uh, like do it at the end with God grant you many years or eternal memory. But this is the most important place to put it if, if the divine liturgy is for someone who's living. So you'll, you'll oftentimes hear the priest kind of pause. Some priests actually like just say it in their head or wait until the end of the paragraph to kind of say it quietly while the people are singing amen, but it really should be there. Mm. And then the priest finishes, and grant that with one voice and one heart, we may glorify and praise your most honored and magnificent name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and ever and forever, amen. So that, that, that's, a, again, a break because we know what happens next, a blessing. And a blessing is, is all the, the points of transition in the divine liturgy. So we're about to have another blessing. So we've just finished this, the anaphora. We've just finished the part where, where, the, where the offering is done most intensely and where the bread and wine become the blood of Christ. And then we finish that section by remembering, recalling all the things that this, that this powerful transformation affects. All right. You're still doing great. Keep going. <laughs> You're just making sure it's not a monologue by saying random things. <laughs> All right. I was My, just thinking that. Thank you, Olivia. You. Thank you. Go ahead. <laughs> this isn't deep by any means. Okay. Just watching you with your your microphone and like your big headphones and stuff. I thought she was gonna say like your big head. <laughs> no. No. It's like you're a, like a sports announcer or something, but you're like up in the choir loft or something strange and you're like watching Divine Liturgy and commenting on it as it's happening. I don't know. That's really funny. It's Color commentary on the Divine Liturgy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that. That's kind of what this is. This is me. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm like the play-by-play. Play by play. Play. Yeah. I'm doing play-by-play play and sister's <laughs> supposed to be color commentary, but she's not. She's just <laughs> giving me affirmation. And so Olivia steps in for color commentary. Between the two of you, you could do a color commentary on my play-by-play of the Divine Liturgy. Great. Thanks. It's Listen, it's really hard on these episodes when it's, when it's an actual topic about like, I don't know, a topic of conversation. It's easier, but when you're when you're just talking about the divine liturgy, you're the priest who celebrates the divine liturgy all the time and you're saying all of the things. I don't have stuff to add. Once you have a few more divine liturgies under your belt, sister, you might like have more spiritual experiences and things to share about about this this so intense encounter with our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ. All right. So then there's a blessing. Um, the priest turns around and he says, may the mercies of our great God and savior, Jesus Christ be with all of you and their responses and with your spirit. I'm going to let you answer that <laughs> because I can see, I'm going to get letters like, be nicer to this. <laughs> and I might even get a letter from my own mother saying, Michael, be nicer to this. <laughs> right. I was totally joking about all that, but anyway. And then, then, then we're this, by the way, in, in my book, this is called, the new section is called the preparation for communion. And what you're going to see is there, there are two, two different preparations. There's a preparation of us, um, like our preparation, and there's a preparation of the Eucharist to be received. So it's the, the preparation of us to receive it and the preparation of the Eucharist to be received. And that, that's this next section of the divine liturgy. Then just for the sake of brevity, I'm just gonna gonna skip over it, but we have a litany um, now again at the beginning of this section and we that begins, now that we've commemorated all the saints again and again in peace, let us pray to the Lord. And then we start asking for things again. Um, we, we, we ask for these gifts that we may receive them, that God may receive them on his altar, that we may receive them. And then that we ask again, can we, maybe we be delivered from all affliction, wrath and need. We ask God to protect us. We ask for the whole day, maybe without sin. We ask for an angel of peace to watch over us and guard us. We ask for what is good and beneficial. The angel of peace. Yeah. For an angel of peace, a faithful guide and guardian of our souls and bodies. Let us beseech the Lord. Yeah. You know, we didn't address, um, we said we were going to talk about um, the thousands of archangels thing. Do you remember this? I I had some homework and I forgot. 
I actually, I asked, that was one of the pieces of homework because there was also the homework about, um, yeah, about the singing, shouting, crying out and saying the the uh-huh, forest the sounds words. of the animals. And I, I got that from Bishop Kurt. He told me what they were, but mm-hmm. he didn't give me the right order. I need to look those up. Anyway, I'll do that sometime in the future. Okay. I did look up um, the thousands of archangels. Oh, just okay. um, all, the only place I look, I, you just remind me when you said angel of peace. Um the only place I've checked is Dionysius, since he's the one who wrote like the hierarchy Dionysius, of yeah. Dionysius. Yeah, it's okay. I know what you mean. We know what you mean. <laughs> um, the Saint Denise. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the what? I'm just kidding. I said Denise. I made it. <laughs> go ahead. Never mind. <laughs> hey, Ron. Um, I'm, I'm so- boring myself right now, so go ahead. <laughs> Um, but but there I didn't have anything come of it. Is the point of the story? I found where he talks about the archangels, but he doesn't say anything about like he just lists them in the in the hierarchy and like where they are, but he doesn't say anything about um, numbers. Okay. So actually, I think this is even called the angel of peace litany sometimes because of that mm. that line. Actually, that's really mm. what Libby calls it, right? Um, so we we, we keep on asking for things, yeah. So you keep on asking that we may spend our whole life in peace for um, this. And I know that Sister Natalia doesn't like this one. Um, so I'm going to say the whole thing and get her reflection upon it. For a Christian, painless, unashamed, peaceful end of our life, for a good account before the fearsome judgment seat of Christ, let us beseech the Lord. What is your issue with this one, Sister? I don't have an issue with that. Did you bring the... Yeah, I, you, you, you had an issue with one time. I forget if it was in spiritual direction or not. So I, 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 with I this one? push you on it. Yeah. Oh, the just the the, the, um, the, the, the one painless word. part. The painless part, yeah. The painless part, yeah. Like, why are we asking for for death without pain? Yeah, I don't like that part. Yeah, because we, in one sense, we should desire to be martyrs, right? Right. I thought that was really beautiful when you said that. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I, I think we, we are. I forgot we, that I said that, but then yeah, as soon as you okay. <laughs> pushed me on it, I was like, oh yeah, why does it? Why is it going to be painless? We we pray for a a, a peaceful death, and I, I think the prayer here is not. Because we we have to be humble enough to say if if it's a painful death I might I might deny Christ for the sake of of hedonism you know for the sake of of oh I'm quite sure I could pain. not be a martyr yeah well with, with Christ's power sure. you could sister that's true that's You're the proper right. answer I'm with, sorry. with Christ I could be a martyr without him I with, definitely could not without him I can't even handle how hot our hot water is when I wash dishes <laughs> <laughs> it's really hot it's really isn't hot. it I just washed my hands <laughs> No, it's it's true, and actually the same thing is I have hot water here too, so I know I know your pain. First <laughs> first world problems, like oh my oh, gosh, oh my god, our gosh. hot water's too hot. Oh jeez, oh jeez. Oh. Um, okay. Uh, so yes, and then uh, and then finally asking for unity in the faith and communion in the Holy Spirit. So we kind of save the best for last. This is the greatest. Now that the Eucharist is here, we're asking for these again as a petition. We ask for unity in the faith and communion of the Holy Spirit, which we know we're getting because we just said we got that. We said that's a benefit of us. That's one of the best prayers is like we ask for what we know God's going to give us. Right? Mm-hmm. One of the best prayers. And then um, we ask again, we're, we're now preparing ourselves so that we continue asking, make us worthy to partake with a clear conscience of your heavenly and awesome mysteries from this sacred spiritual table. Then we ask again, we know what they're gonna be. May, we, may they bring about remission of sins, pardon of transgressions, communion. So we're literally... We're letting the liturgy inform us of what to ask for because we were asking for things we know Jesus is going to give us. So this is a this is a very human endeavor. This is a human endeavor saying, um, let me let me form in myself uh, a way to pray in a way that God wants me to pray because He's already given me these things and He we, He will continue to give me these things. So obviously He's kind of teaching me how to pray and He's teaching me what will make me the most happy. And He's even giving me the words for it. You know, it's mm. it's a really a beautiful thing. And the, this this portion of of asking for things um, culminates with the Our Father. So now now we pray the Our Father, um, and the the Our Father. I was told once, I have not backed this up with the research, but I believe it's true, it sounds true. The Our Father was the place in the early, early church where since the Our Father was given to us directly by Jesus Christ as the prayer, that it, it, it held such a place of honor in the liturgy that that's when you knew that it was the Eucharist. 
And some Whoa. some fathers would even say that that they thought the Our Father was the prayer that 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 called upon the Holy Spirit to make it the Eucharist. So it was this Whoa. is beyond the anaphora now, but but in the early, early church they would say the Our Father was the prayer since it was given by Christ. And when we're obedient to him by praying it in the divine liturgy, that's that's when we know or that is the prayer that actually makes the transition happen. Which yeah. brings out like an even just super powerful aspect of the give us this day our daily bread. Um mm-hmm. that's very cool. Yeah, and the uh, and and that that word daily. There's a whole debate here about. Uh, there's a whole debate um, among translators and theologians about what that word daily means, mm-hmm. because a better translation is actually super substantial, and mm. and and so it's 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 in other words, it's saying there's a reference here to say it's not. We're not just talking about simple bread. That there's something about this bread that that is. That is a, a substance, uh, like a, a substance to to assist us in in our in our spiritual pilgrimage, not our earthly pilgrimage. So we need mm-hmm. bread, we need sustenance to to get through the day. But the super substantial bread is is elevating it up. We translate that daily because there there is a sense. I, again, I can't do the translations myself, but there is a sense of this kind of the we need to eat every day. And so the super substantial bread helps us every single day. So that there's that sense to it. But some people say that that's mistranslated. But I haven't. I I don't think anybody's ever really pushed to have that translated differently. But you're right. The the, the Eucharist is it. It definitely could, is is likely some sort of reference to the Eucharist. You know, that's the in, manna, that's the it. heavenly bread from heaven, Jesus Christ, Eucharist. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I was just going to say that's interesting because. Um, there's like a an integration of both of those meanings of the words in the manna given to the mm-hmm. Israelites um, because it's both their their daily sustenance, their earthly sustenance that they need, but it's also super substantial and um, is is literally given them by God, but given to them day by day, not um, not in for them to be for it to be stored up or anything. So, anyways. Yeah. Amen. And then the priest concludes, for that is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and ever and forever. Amen. That is just, um, that is taken from a different part of the gospel. And then traditionally the liturgy just takes that line, for that is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, and attaches it to the Our Father. You hear, you hear Protestants do this all the time, where they actually finish the Our Father with, for that is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. That's from the scriptures. It's just not, it's not in the place where God gives it, but but the the church has... Um, traditionally attached those two. You see that in the Roman Mass and the Byzantine Divine Liturgy. But in the Roman Mass, the people say it. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Yes. And I'm going to pause there because we're about oh, an hour. So, we're, so we still have one more episode to do of the liturgy. I, I like how you say one. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's there, not there. that. after after the Honestly, after the people receive communion, it's like over like that. Can you hear a snap on a podcast? I just snapped my fingers. I don't know if you could hear that. I could. I feel like you could. I, no, I, I did hear it, yeah. Oh, okay. I guess you couldn't hear mine, though. I was just testing out mine. Oh, I could hear yours. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, that's right. I guess you could. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> lots um, of... Anyway, so ahead. many squirrels. This is going to be the worst episode ever. People are going to stop listening to our podcast after today. We, we, went, we went deep a bit of it. I think it was good. Yeah. Especially that comment about the from Olivia about the... Play by play from the choir loft. That was the deepest part. <laughs> See, Olivia, she teases. That's her love language too. <laughs> it's true. I think we're we're recording back to back today, and I think on our next one we need to start with like some way that we really love each other because we were, were just like really mean to each other this whole episode. <laughs> if you want to hear how much we love each other, you're gonna have to wait till the next episode. You gotta wait a yes. whole week. Yeah. Teaser. Yes. Now, now people will still listen, even though this episode is not good. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, intentions. Prayer intentions. Yeah. You go first. It's your topic. both of y'all. Uh, my my intention is for a person of mine who just asked this morning, so she came to mind. But uh, a person of mine, Mariah, who is uh, as uh, looking for a transition in her work situation, in her occupation. Um, so she uh, came to morning prayer this morning and she's she's wonderful. She comes almost every morning and we have our little band of three or four that come for morning prayer every morning and she's one of them. 
and uh, we've been kind of praying through her journey of of this, and uh, and so she asked for for more prayers this morning when she left. So let's let's pray. Please pray for Mariah. Mariah is a is from Iran and a convert from Islam, um, and so she's uh, it's it's great talking about it because she's not she's not like anti-Muslim at all. She she converted to Christianity, but she also still has a, a, a very dear place in her heart for Muslims and for, and for Islam. So she's a great person to talk about who who found Christ, but also is, is going to be you know speaking from a first person um, place of of still affection and 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 appreciation um, for for aspects of Islam that that are are actually oriented towards the truth, which is good. Yeah, beautiful. Um. My prayer intention is for a new friend of mine, Audrey, um, who's actually the friend of the wife of Bryden, who I gave the shout out to. If I mispronounced his name, it's going to be really bad because now I've said it twice. Hey, Bryden, um, Bryden tell, tell her tell her that you she mispronounced your name just for the. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, Audrey and her husband Andrew are celebrating today, as in the day this podcast comes out, not as in the day we're recording. Um, they're celebrating three years of marriage, and um, she she said something which normally I would find like really sappy because. I'm not really into that thing, but it seemed very sincere coming from her. And so I thought it was beautiful. She said that um, we're told that in marriage, um, the primary goal is to get your spouse to he- to heaven and and God definitely gave her the easier part is what she said. And I thought that was very sweet. So, yeah. That is. I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember her exact uh-huh. words, but yeah. So um, pray for Audrey and Andrew who are celebrating three years of marriage today. Cool. Um, Olivia. If you guys could pray for a little girl at my parish, she's kind of, she's my adopted goddaughter. Her name is Scarlett, and her mom just texted me a really cute picture that she found in her room. It's so cute. I don't know if I was supposed to see it or not, but it's a picture of me, and a bunch of really cute things are written, and so just pray for her. She's really sweet. Yeah. It's super cute. What was her name? Sorry, Olivia. Oh, did you say it? Did you? Her name is Scarlett. Scarlett, that's right. What was what was the name's sister? Sorry, Audrey and Andrew. Okay, and you can pray for Bryden or whatever his name is. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bryden. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else? No. And Mariah, cool. don't forget to pray for Mariah. Yes, and Mariah. All right, I'll give a blessing then. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Cause His face to shine upon you. Have mercy on you. May our Lord bless all of you and allow you to continue to appreciate the immensity and the intimacy and exclusivity of the divine liturgy where God works and where our Lord continues to renew and establish the new covenant through his sacrifice that is now unbloody and the divine liturgy. And may we grow in appreciation of how we are impacted and how many are impacted by this by this celebration of the divine liturgy that we have. May our Lord send you forth into this world to not only appreciate it for yourself, but to share that with others, that you may be a light in the darkness of this world and have the eyes to see the truth behind the immensity of what God has given us and be thankful and praise him for these gifts. May the Lord bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I really do love you a lot. I love you too. (laughs) I love you too, Olivia. Good to see you. Perfect.